1: Education officials have released guidelines to help children and teachers with online learning. But apart from the screen time and the learning modules, how can parents and teachers protect students from online hazards?
2: And the United Nations Human Rights Council opened with their 45th session this week. Guess which country they talked about.
1: Mula po sa Quezon City ako si Robe Alampay, puma podcast.
2: At ako si Inday Espina, It's September 16. Ito ang Teka Teka, ang balita para sa mga huli sa balita.
1: Teka Teka, before we proceed with this newscast, just a reminder: if you're listening to Teka Teka, chances are you're aware of Puma Podcast. And if you're a follower of Puma Podcast, Please be aware we have now put Teka Teka on its own channel. So if you are a news junkie and gusto niya lang magconcentrate sa mga newscast na ginagawa natin, you can follow Teka Teka on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. So you can still follow puma podcast for all the different podcasts we're doing, but you can also follow Teka Teka. Beep.
2: Rob, apart from the learning materials and modules for online classes, there's one more thing parents are focusing about, and that's the safety online of their children. Now, I have grandkids, and they've started online school. And I know like other children, they've been hurting these past few months by the loss of physical daily interaction with classmates and peers, even cousins and neighborhood friends. So, as guardians, we're concerned about the current interactions that are basically going on online.
1: Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. In The ibayong virtual world dun sa physical schools, which is why, among other things, it's easy to get bullied, it's easy to bully, it's easy to say hurtful things without facing the consequences. And this is what we want to talk about today. It's also easy to strike up conversations with strangers
2: yeah Rob kasi sa mga Apokono and other children apparently they've started negotiating with guardians because hindi enough to just see each other during school hours so gusto nila mag-usap rin sila like they used to do now what we want to ensure is that they actually talk only with their peers and not some stranger who may have ulterior motives
1: mm-hmm. it opens up a lot of other more serious concerns. Our producer, Kat Ventura, did a bit of a deep dive into this topic.
3: Hi, Robby and Inday. a sensitive ang topic na online sexual exploitation of children. But it's such a big global problem, My shorthand na yan eh. It's OSEC, OSEC, Online Sexual Exploitation of Children. And we've seen reports under lockdown na yung OSEC cases tumataas daw. And we're not even talking about the dark web yet. This is being monitored, starting on the level of social media. Halimbawa, parents posting photos of their kids or babies, tapos people commenting things like, pwede mo bang pasayawin yung bata, pahingi ng pictures, and so on. And now that children are going back to school and having their classes online, adults, parents, and education advocates are starting to worry. The concern is OSEC will be a continuing and rising problem with more children actually being required to spend more time online. Kinousap natin si attorney Lawrence Aritao, he's from the International Justice Mission Philippines, about the challenges for government, law enforcers, educators, and
4: parents. There definitely have been reports from trusted partner agencies. You have the UK National Crime Agency that actually predicted a rise in online child sexual abuse during the pandemic. And then you had the We Protect Global Alliance confirming through their intelligence brief that there's a high probability of an increase in child sexual exploitation. In our casework, we found that the median age of victims was 11. The youngest is less than one year old. We've had like 20, 25 day old victim, a victim was about 25 days old just to give an understanding of why we see this as, as one of the most horrific types of offenses.
3: May sariling mga anak siya, so tinanong ko rin siya, how does he prepare his kids? What does he tell them?
4: So my daughter is about eight years old now, and we tell her that you know, one of the things that she can do is if she really feels like she wants to get offline and end the conversation and just no longer be in it, that she has every right to do that. She doesn't have to feel like She's beholden to anyone. If you want to end the conversation, just leave it.
3: But it's not enough for parents to just tell their children what to do and how to act online. Attorney law highlights the importance of being aware of the people who your child
4: interacts with. It's really understanding who is in their life and who might have ill intent. Um, so it's not so much about tech solutions per se. And this is a, a real case that I'm referencing. There was um, a young girl who said, to her parents that she wasn't comfortable with the way someone was actually talking to her online and it turned out that that person was already trying to groom sort of behavior asking for types of images not explicit at all to begin with but just maybe slightly revealing for example and so they were able to kind of catch that behavior and protect the child but those are red flags you can look out for conversations that clearly they shouldn't be there Shouldn't be happening, that type of behavior. You know, because it's criminal intent, uh, you're going to have to just be extra careful around who has access to what they're saying when they do talk to your child or to your teenager.
3: Robbie, in the bangitin narin natin, anybody can report cases of online sexual exploitation of children. The number is 1343. Ito yung number ng Department of Justice, Interagency Council Against Human Trafficking, and for smart subscribers, pwede rin nilang i ang AND-OSEC to seven four 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 six four.
1: Maraming salamat, Kat Ventura.
2: Now still on online learning, the Department of Education has set up guidelines to regulate online classes. For one thing, Limited raw ang screen time, apat na oras lang bawat araw. So 1 hour for kindergarten, 1.5 hours for grades 1 to 5, 2 hours for grades 6 to 8, apat na oras para sa grades 9 to 12.
1: For its part, Facebook, which is now a very important platform for online classes, if you haven't noticed, it's used by children and teachers to coordinate assignments, to do group works, and so on. So Facebook, for its part, has launched a child-friendly version of Messenger. Messenger Kids gives parents full control of their children's communications, meaning among other things, they have access to the chat histories and they must approve kung sino yung kino-contact at kausap ng mga bata. So they can't just take in new friends or new contacts. It has to be approved by an adult.
2: Now by kids, they mean children 12 years old and below. And this is of course only a messaging app because kids don't need to create a Facebook account to access Messenger for Kids. Facebook anyway won't allow you to create an account unless you're 13. They're pretty strict on that. But, Rob, we know these are digital natives. Ang tanong ng isang kaibigan is, what about kids out there who may have learned to go around and learn to fake identities? Maybe we should talk about that sometime.
1: That's right. And we should talk about the fact, uh, Indai, that for all the restrictions and the controls that we as adults are putting up there. The reality is these kids, yung mga bata, they're smarter than us when it comes to online behavior. It's not just about them going around Facebook. They can very easily go around adults. But you're right, that's a great topic for another time. So now let's jump from child rights to human rights. The UN Human Rights Council is again sounding the alarm on what they say are the policies of President Duterte that lead to killings. In particular, again, they are concerned about the drug war in the Philippines and the new controversial anti-terror law. High Commissioner Michelle Bachelet made the call at the opening of the 45th session of the Human Rights Council in Geneva.
2: There is clearly an urgent need to revoke the policies that continue to result in killings and other human rights violations, to bring to justice the perpetrators, and to hold the use of rhetoric inciting violence against people who use or sell drugs. I'm also concerned by harassment, threats, and violence against journalists, activists, and critics.
1: They published a report on human rights violations in the Philippines last June. The report monitored a troubling lack of due process protections and the use of language calling for negation and neutralization of drug suspects close quote
2: and it does not end there the un special rapporteur for extrajudicial killings asked the international criminal court to finish its preliminary investigation into the human rights situation in the philippines and it asked un member states to apply sanctions against the officials involved I encourage the Council to remain active on this situation and to support my office's continued monitoring and reporting, including to this Council, as well as our technical cooperation to implement the report's recommendations and to continue to pursue accountability.
1: Teka in fact, has a miniseries on the human rights violations during the lockdown. Episode 1 will talk about the Grand Mananita protest last June 12. This is co hosted by our resident legal expert, Attorney Ted Te. Here's an excerpt. I actually spoke to a group of UP law students who were going to serve as paralegals the day before, and I was briefing them on what to expect. So one of the things that I brought up with them was, you need to be prepared in case the police take preemptive action. Meaning, paano paghiinarang nila yung University Avenue leading to Keson Hall, either para hindi magpapasok ng tao, or pang lang ba yung you know, pahirapan ka lang pumasok so that umatas ka na lang? The very next morning, one of the paralegal said, Sir, what we talked about is actually happening. There are police outside University Avenue. Catch this episode on the Teca Teca channel kung saan man kayo pumapodcast.
2: Now let's listen to news around the world. As always, Carl Javier has been following stories beyond the Philippines.
5: Hi, Robbie. Hi, Indai. Newsrooms have been talking about the resignation of Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, in part because Japan's governing party has elected his successor, Yoshihide Suga, and also because, so far, Abe is one of the few leaders to resign in the middle of this pandemic. This is a difficult time for any country, not just Japan, to transition to a new leadership. For one thing, Shinzo Abe's long-standing project of kickstarting the economy is still a work in progress. It's the one they Abenomics, a project which Abe started in response to Japan's years of economic stagnation and slow growth. So, why did Abe resign? Health reasons, though. Abe is 65 years old and has suffered for many years from ulcerative colitis. It's a chronic disease. That causes long lasting inflammation and ulcers in the digestive tract. And this is not the first time Abe resigned because of health reasons. He also resigned from a previous term as
1: Prime Minister in 2007.
2: Maraming salamat, Carl Javier.
1: Okay, eh, ngayon, sana Before we end, let's end with something light. I don't know if you've heard the news in Dai, but apparently, scientists are very excited by potential signs of life on other planets, specifically a neighboring planet, and we're not talking about Mars.
3: I was just stunned. I'm, I mean, I did this as an interesting experiment. I, I'd never really thought about detecting it.
2: I thought we'd get some interesting information, some limits on, on life. That's exciting. That. So friends, if you know what we're talking about, message us on our Teka Facebook page.
1: And nahulaan niyo ba yung mystery sound in our last episode? Sa ating
3: kaligtasan at upang maiwasan ang pagkalat ng COVID-19, po natin ang
2: 1 meter social distancing. Oh yes, that's the MRT3 and the new physical distancing guidelines. It's still an ongoing debate among top officials and of course, commuters. But I guess we'll see.
1: Follow our page Teka Teka for more news stories and continue to follow Puma Podcasts for more updates on our new podcast. Muli, ako po si Alampay, Puma Podcast.
2: At ako si Inday Espina,
1: teka, teka like Puma Podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you take your podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casilian
2: with reports from Carl Javier and Kat Ventura. Maraming salamat, Bob.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.